Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So I was looking at this uh, headline, 10 Foods We Lost in 2022. And I thought, we lost foods in 2022? Well, uh, it starts off with the McRib. Yeah, I'm not too bummed about that. The Burger King Cha-King sandwich. (laughs) Uh, I thought that was supposed to be a permanent thing. I guess not. I I think it's gone. Chili's Original Chicken Crispers. Oh, no. Now, apparently, there's a little delineation between them. So, the original chicken crispers feature a tempura-like batter on them, and they're different from the crispy chicken crispers, which have a craggy and crunchy crust. The crispers are still on the menu, so it was just the the ones called the original chicken crispers gone at Chili's. I know, I know, dry your eyes. I Apparently, the Dunkin' Veggie Egg White is now no longer on the menu. Very disappointing. Coca-Cola discontinued Honest Tea. I don't know. Oh, the big one was Choco Taco. Yeah, very disappointing that the Choco Taco went away. McDonald's Egg White Delight. The Egg White Delight McMuffin. Oh, man. Uh, that started way... You know, that was a number of years old, so apparently uh, that has been discontinued. Wow. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, yeah, the McRib. We mentioned the McRib gone. Snackwell's cookies. What? The fat-free Snackwell's? Oh, no. They're gone? I don't know that I knew that. I was hooked on those for a while. <laughs> I was hooked on those for a while. The fat-free Snackwell's? I guess the website said, uh, hey, uh, the brand is now retired. It also encourages local customers to buy up skinny girl diet food products instead. And while we never got a clarification on why the company made this decision, uh, the devil's food cake cookies are gone. Have a nice day. Wow, Snackwells. I was hooked on those devil's food Snackwell cookies for a, for quite a while. <laughs> for quite a while. Subway, very sad. Rest in peace. Subway, we lost them. This should be out of Who Died Today segment. Subway's oven-roasted chicken breast. Oh, no. It's gone. Darn the luck. Uh, the only one I lost so far, the Wendy's Big Bacon Cheddar Burger. Gone. Oh, no. That's very sad. So, the cheddar bun and the use of two different kinds of cheeses on the burger itself. I guess was supposed to be for a limited time, and it is now that limited time is over. So the only one that I'm really kind of sad about is the Snackwell cookies. I haven't had them in a long time, but I was hooked on them for quite some time. And knowing that they're now discontinued and gone makes me sad. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Well, as long as we're talking about food, I see where one of the biggest growing industries, I'm told, 
is uh, selling foods that are outdated and short-dated items. Apparently, there's a place in uh, Chicago that is uh, opening Continental Sales, and that's what they sell, was outdated and short-dated items. People are switching to cheaper brands. That's just not enough. We need to get even cheaper bills because food prices are so high. So outdated foods are those past their expiration dates, while short-dated foods have a short window, usually about 30 days or less, with no expiration. Pretty interesting. Now, you know, you can always take a look at the common phrases, best if used by slash before. That date indicates when a product will be the best flavor or quality. It's not the purchase or safety date. The sell-by date tells the stores how long to display the product for sale for inventory management. It's not a safety date. Use-by date is the last date recommended for the use of the product while at peak quality. Not a safety date. Freeze-by date indicates when a product should be frozen to maintain peak quality. It's not a purchase or safety date. Interesting. Now, I remember working at the grocery store, you know, a lot of times, and this is <laughs> I told you when I when I worked in the dairy department, cheese would go moldy, and how you make extra money at the grocery store in the dairy departments, and I don't see it anymore, so I guess it's long gone. But you would just cut the mold off and rewrap it and mark it down and sell it. And people, the old folks, the old folks back then, uh, the old folks back then would just buy the marked down cheese because it's still good. The cheese is still good. You've cut away the mold. Uh, you know, I don't know. That's how they make cheese. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> so we would sell that. When I worked in the produce department, we had markdown racks. Uh, and at one point when I took over a couple of produce departments a uh, hundred years ago, uh, they had, uh, you know, they'd have three, four, five, six markdown racks back at the back by the produce door and people weren't buying the fresh produce. They were just buying the markdown produce. And so I pulled it all off. That's how I made money in my produce department and made people angry. I just stopped selling markdown produce. And I said, uh, no, you need to buy it from the rack. Uh, there's no more markdown produce. And then you get people used to buying from the regular produce rack, the fresh produce. And then you can start wheeling out markdown items again, you know, like a rack a day of markdown products so that you make extra money for your departments. But there you're not taking away from the sales on uh, the fresh produce. But it's really strange that that's becoming a big thing again, right? And it's funny that that's becoming a big thing again. I don't know, with the prices of everything going through the roof. I mean, according to this, uh, 40% of 108 billion pounds of food is wasted in the United States each year. Eh, okay, uh, I feel like that's an inflated number, but it, you know, it's possible that that's correct. Um, so according to refed, a nonprofit dedicated to ending food loss and waste. Okay. That's their numbers. The organization said half the food thrown out by stores is because they're worried they can't sell past its use by best buy or sell by dates. Yeah. Uh, that's actually true. And it's cheaper for the store. Uh, just to take the loss and throw it out. But instead of tossing these items, they're increasingly being bought by retailers such as Continental Sales, to sell at discounts. So what the store is doing now is what we used to do in specific departments. They're taking the product. They're getting, I don't know if the companies are giving the money back or not to the stores, 
but then you know they sell the stores and make extra money for the stores. I mean that's pretty incredible, and it's not that bad of a deal, right? So these people are, you know, they're saying, oh, traditionally that's low income people. Yeah, uh, look around. Uh, we're all low income people now. Okay, I know you like to shop at Kroger and Albertsons and Publix and Winn Dixie and Walmart. But uh, according to this poll, uh, WalletHub poll, 68% of Americans said they have felt the biggest impact on inflation in their monthly grocery expenses. Yeah, go shopping. Just walk, just walk the grocery store aisles and you'll see that if a product is on the shelf, it's a lot more expensive. Now, even the product that's missing still has a price tag that's more expensive than what it was uh, even last week at some point. Uh, It's just a metal, just amazing. But uh, according to, remember we talked about the one kitchen that sells everything, right? They don't sell expired foods, but they they use everything. And like they would use uh, overripe bananas to make banana bread, and then they would sell the banana bread, right? So that nothing is wasted. So if you're one of the people, and sometimes sometimes the food isn't as good. You know, you're used to fresh and crunchy. And if you've reached a certain, you know, past the use by or sell by date and it's been in your pantry for a long time, that's why you need to rotate things in your pantry. Uh, and oh man, I am so good at that. <laughs> Not, uh, my, my wife is very good at that. Uh, you need to rotate that stuff because it loses its crunchiness, right? It's still good. Uh, it's still food and you know, you'd feel bad. You don't want to throw it out. You want to eat it, but it's not like the fresh stuff, but it's still good. So I guess according to this 80% of Americans prematurely discard food. I don't, and they claim here that it's due to confusion over date labels. Eh, I don't know about that. Uh, I think, uh, confusion over, uh, that doesn't look like it's good anymore. Okay. I know it's supposed to pass the test, right? The safe test, which, hello, I, there's spoilage is evident. Throw it out. Get rid of it. Uh, when in doubt, throw it out. That's, uh, that's a motto you could use for a lot of things. But customers, according to this, need to understand that dates applied to food are for quality and not for safety. So something to think about. When you're taking a look at your pantry this year, or you're one of the people that are thinking about charging your family for Christmas dinner. <laughs> uh, good luck keeping your family. Uh, I know they were talking about some families charging their loved ones like 20 bucks for the Christmas dinner. No, thanks. Uh, if you need some help, you know, let me know what to bring. You know, I'll bring some jello. I'll bring some pudding. I'll buy you the potatoes. I'll bring the buns. I'll bring the dessert, whatever. I'm in. I'm in for that kind of thing. That's what family's supposed to do. But if you're, you're not really a family, if you're saying, well, we'd love to have you over for Christmas, but it's going to be 20, 25 bucks ahead. Food prices are really high and we've got to have the power on and, you know, it's Christmas and we bought some presents, so we're going to need to have you just throw 20 bucks into the pot. No, thanks. Uh, that, I don't know why that seems wrong. Uh, maybe it's not. Maybe it's the same as if I were to go out and purchase the items myself and bring it to the party. I, I just, I feel like that's a, that's a slap in the face. Maybe it's just me. All right, let's go to the break room. <laughs> I need something cold to drink desperately. <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> 
Congratulations are in order to Mariah Carey as uh, her All I Want for Christmas is tops on the charts. I know. All I want for Christmas is you, Mariah Carey. (laughs) Welcome to CTF Christmas. Here's Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. The number one spot on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart this week for the fourth year in a row. Uh, I love that song, and it's amazing how, you know, we're in the smack dab in the Christmas season, and four years in a row, it's back on the charts at number one. Picking up a pair to number one. (laughs) Oh, Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. It was originally released in uh, 1994. Uh, You know, and look, Christmas uh, radio stations, Christmas music uh, are so big. And now you don't even need that, right? You just download your Christmas songs or listen to whatever streaming service you have. And you can make your own playlist. So amazing that it's uh, back at number one. The Hot 100 song list right now. The Hot 100, December 17th, 2022. All I Want for Christmas is You, Mariah Carey. Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, Brenda Lee. Jingle Bell Rock, Bobby Helms. A Holly Jolly Christmas, Burl Ives. Wow. Creepin', Metro Boomin', The Weeknd, and 21 Savage. Anti-Hero, Taylor Swift. Unholy, Sam Smith and Kim Petras. Superhero, Heroes and Villains, Metro Boomin', Future and Chris Brown. Last Christmas, Wham! <laughs> and Rich Flex, Drake and 21 Savage. And those are your top 10 uh, for this week on the Billboard Hot 100. Speaking of uh, Superman, I see where Henry Cavill uh, has now been fired as Superman by the new DC bosses. So we just got the video on his Instagram not long ago saying, hey, I'm back. Uh, I've agreed I'm going to be Superman. No problem. Love you. Uh, He did it in his English accent. Well, he just posted a letter on his Instagram uh, last night. For those of you listening live, it is uh, Thursday, 12, 15, 2022. So on Wednesday, he posted on his Instagram. After uh, being told by the studio to announce my return back in October prior to their hire, this news isn't the easiest, but that's life. The changing of the guard is something that happens. I respect that. James and Peter have a universe to build. I wish them and all involved with the new universe, the best of luck, and the happiest of fortunes. I just had a meeting with James Gunn and Peter Saffron, and it's sad news, everyone. I will, after all, not be returning as Superman. Oh, no. Oh, no. So we gave Henry the boot? Uh, I don't know. I guess they have some other plan for Superman now, another timeline. And so it's uh, done with Henry. Have a nice day. Uh, According to them, we had a great meeting with Henry. And we're big fans. And we talked about a number of exciting possibilities to work together in the future. Did (laughs) you? Are you? Is it? No, I don't think so. I think it's Henry. We love you. Well, I mean, I thought The Rock was fighting to get him to be Superman all over again. That was part of the deal, right? The Black Adam deal. We're getting Henry back as Superman. Really weird. Really weird. So anyway, Henry Cavill out as Superman. But there is a new show on TLC. I saw them post, uh, promote it on their Twitter account, TLC Network, at TLC. 
Welcome to hashtag MILF Manor, M-I-L-F-M-A-N-O-R. Eight hot moms leave home for the chance to find love with men half their age, but they're greeted with a shocking twist. Premiering January 15th at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central on TLC. <laughs> now, first of all, let's uh, well, let's hear the uh, let's hear the teaser first. Oh yeah. Life has given me some curveballs. I think it's my time to find love. There she I goes. I've been married for 14 years. I want to get a chance to do me a little. Nice tats. have much more energy. They think out of the box. Showing I the hot young them. guys. Especially in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I am in this amazing, beautiful mansion here in Mexico. This is a perfect place to find love. Oh, yeah. Welcome Milf to the villa. Business. You're about to embark on a dating experience like none other. Oh. I have an extremely high libido. Is that too much saying I have an extremely high libido? Should I just have said high libido? Uh, maybe she, yeah, she's almost cuts the clown face, man. I'm ready to Eight hot moms. I really care how old I am. I'm just looking to have fun. Eight younger men. Here we go. What the hell? It just got real. <laughs> Milf Manor. It just got real. Now, what could the shocking twist be? Could it be that the eight hot men are their sons? <laughs> I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> oh, Milf Manor. Now, if that were men, come on. Hobbit, isn't that uh, the date? What's the what's the stupid show? I mean, there's a bunch of them, but you know, The Bachelor and Love Is Blind, and there's a there's a few that I see around. But it just feels like if there were, uh, you know, eight seasoned men at Bidness Island, uh, you know, with eight. I mean, just, all right, I'll stop. Business Island. What am I, Jeffrey Epstein? No, look forward to uh, MILF Manor on TLC premiering January 15th. I just can't bring myself to I finish Harry and Meghan on Netflix. You know, I started it and then I stopped it. I know they claim a record 81 million viewing hours in its debut week. Good for them. I mean, I, you know, whatever. Good for them. I just can't bring myself. I've started it, and then I stop it because I get, you know, I'm like, oh, no. I, I don't know that I can sit through all of this. I mean, I dealt with it while it was going on, and now this is, you know, that's what makes it this so cool is it's their perspective, but their perspective is kind of BS, and uh, so I know that, uh, you know, they claim the people were happy to lie and protect William and his dad. Now they're talking about, uh, you know, and the, the, there was a report that uh, they would comment they were going to change their way they dealt with it there as, as the royals. But uh, now uh, people keep asking about uh, the Harry and Meghan and the Harry and Meghan, and they claim we're not commenting. Okay, we're not going to comment about that BS. 
So I'll get to it and we'll, you know, we'll dive back into it a little bit, but it just kind of, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I love the Royal. I love the whole thing, the whole thing. But I just, every time I start to play it, I'm like, oh man, I just can't. So I'll try to get to it as soon as I can. Okay. Back off me. Okay, as I'm sure you're aware, uh, every year the Librarian of Congress names 25 motion pictures that are at least 10 years old and register as culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. And this year is no no different. Films have become central to Americans' culture by helping tell our national story for more than 125 years. And they're proud to add 25 more films by a group of vibrant and diverse filmmakers to the National Film Registry as we preserve our cinematic heritage. <laughs> that was Carla Hayden, the librarian of Congress. Uh, we're grateful to the entire film community for collaborating with the Library of Congress to ensure these films are preserved for the future. What movies did we choose for the 2022 National Film Registry? Mardi Gras, Carnival, 1898. Man, you want to talk about a blockbuster. Cab Calloway, Home Movies, 1948 to 1951. Cyrano de Bergiac. 1950, Charade, 1963, Scorpio Rising from 1963, Behind Every Good Man, 1967, Titty Cut Follies, 1967, Mingus, 1968, Manzanar, 1791, Betty T. L's Her Story, 1972. I think that's just spaced wrong. I think they actually, it's just Betty Tells Her Story. 1972. They have a space between the T and the E-L-L-S in tells. I'm sure that's just a typo. Uh, Superfly, 1972. Classic. Attica, 1974. Classic. Carrie, 1976. Now we're getting into some classics. I mean, I know that Mardi Gras Carnival, 1898, is a classic, but it is, (laughs) uh, you know, We'll see. Anyway, uh, Union Maids, 1976. Word is Out, Stories of Our Lives, 1977. Bush Mama, 1979. The Ballad of Giorgio Cortez, 1982. Item Hakim Hoplet, 1984. Who hasn't seen that one? Hairspray, 1988. The Little Mermaid, 1989. Tongues on Tide, 1989. When Harry Met Sally, 1989. House Party, 1990. Iron Man, 2008. And Pariah, 2011. Those are your, those are your selections for the 2022 National Film Registry at the Library of Congress. Congratulations. Congratulations. In particular, I mean, when you think of huge movies like Iron Man, you also think of Mardi Gras Carnival 1898. Duh. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, well, who died today? Who died today? Ronnie Turner, son of Tina Turner, has passed away from colon cancer at the age of 62. Now, he had survived a previous cancer diagnosis and was found struggling to breathe outside his Los Angeles home on Thursday, and they tried to give him CPR, and they ultimately failed, and he was pronounced dead at the scene. Um, they've, you know, Tina's had some problems. Her other son killed himself. Uh, and then I know uh, one of her sons said that Tina had all but abandoned her kids after the move overseas because she uh, married uh, Bach and she's got like some 68 million dollar estate overlooking Lake Zurich she's okay the uh, <laughs> she's okay she's uh, married to uh, the German music producer Erwin uh, Bach so I mean Tina's doing okay and she's doing okay on her own let alone what hubby is pulling down but my favorite quote from Ike Jr. Uh, her adopted son, uh, said that, uh, well, we're estranged, but uh, she's all but abandoned her kids when she moved overseas. Although he later said, but we're looked after financially. So she really didn't abandon. She just said, I don't want to talk to you. Here, I'm just going to give you money and go away. So Tina, if you're looking for, <laughs> I mean, if you're looking for a kid that you need to take care of, I'm here for you. You can email me, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. You can direct message me on Instagram or Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. Uh, you know what? Uh, if you order a cameo from me at JeffyJFR, I usually charge. For you, Tina Turner, I won't charge. Okay? I promise to give you a free cameo if Tina Turner needs looking for a new kid. Because uh, I'm willing to be looked after financially. Uh, okay. Uh, anyway, uh, Ronnie Turner dead at the age of 62. Stephen Twitch boss, the DJ from Ellen, the dancer you remember from Ellen DeGeneres dead at the age of 40. He has died by suicide. Very sad. We've all been touched by suicide in one way or another, and it is not fun. You can quote me on that. Uh, you know, they show videos of uh, Twitch dancing with his wife. Uh, that was like one of his last videos. It was their anniversary a few days before. I mean, depression knows no bounds, but uh, very sad. Um, Stephen Twitch Boss, dead at the age of 40. There, if you are suffering from depression or feel like you need to talk to someone about uh, suicide or you're contemplating it, you can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 988. You can text GO to 741-741 to reach a trained crisis counselor. 
through Crisis Text Line, which is a global not-for-profit organization, 24-7, free and confidential. So uh, if you need help, get it, okay? Please, nobody wants to... The world is not going to be a better place with you not in it. And I know a lot of people feel that way, but it uh, it's not. It just is not going to be at a better place with you not in it and you taking your own life. It's just it's very, very sad. Okay, so uh, Stephen, I know that was Stephen Twitch. I already told you he's dead at uh, 40 years old. Uh, also, Thomas Loden Jr., has passed away, and not only passed away, we put him to death uh, by lethal injection uh, at the Mississippi State Penitentiary. He is dead at 58 years of age. He died at 6.12 p.m., according to the Corrections Commissioner Burl Kane. The execution had no problems and went as expected. I'd like to express to the Gray family and anyone else I hurt how deeply remorseful I am for everything I did. I know these mere words mean nothing and cannot erase the damage I did for the last 20 years. I've tried to do a good deed every single day to make up for the life I took from this world. If nothing else, I hope you get peace and closure. At the end, he said the words, I love you, in Japanese, according to Deputy Commissioner Jaworski Mallet. Uh, okay, so in June of 2000, uh, Loden, a Marine Corps recruiter, kidnapped a 16-year-old waitress, Lisa Gray, and sexually assaulted her for hours in his car before killing her. Very, very sad, and we, uh, we put him to death uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, for those listening live on the 14th of December 2022, he was put to death, Thomas Loden Jr., dead at 58 years of age. His last meal, which I am I love hearing about their last meal uh, for these uh, executions, was uh, fried pork chops, fried okra, a baked potato, and biscuits. Okay. Dessert was peach cobbler with French vanilla ice cream and a Lipton sweet tea for drink. And I don't know why that fascinates me so much. It just does. Uh, because I don't know. I mean, after if you spent, you know, 20 or 30 years on death row, uh, would your last meal be fried pork chops, fried okra, baked sweet potato, and biscuits? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Peach cobbler with French vanilla ice cream and Lipton sweet tea? Maybe, I guess. Uh, you know, I I don't know. I feel like the answer for me would be, no, <laughs> uh, but I know that, you know, they were trying to stop this execution and they're trying to stop all executions. And, uh, the Mississippi was like, uh, no, he's, uh, he's going down. So, uh, Thomas Loden Jr. Dead at 58 years of age. We also have an update on the journalist, Grant Wall, who was in our Who Died the segment, uh, I don't know. He's been in our Who Died Today segment. And apparently, uh, I want to say, for those of you that were trying to say that it had anything to do with the COVID vaccination, uh, like his brother did, <laughs> uh, or that it was possible foul play because he stood up for gay rights, uh, how about you shut your face, okay? Because uh, Wall's brother uh, said that initially and publicly, and uh, now he says, hey, 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 nope, sorry. 
Uh, that's not the case. Wait, what? You don't believe that? Yeah, no. Uh, an autopsy showed that an aneurysm in his heart was responsible for his death. So shut your mouth. It had nothing to do with the COVID vaccines, okay? It had nothing to do with his uh, standing up for gay rights in Qatar, okay? All right, so shut your mouth. Now, he's still dead at the age of 48 years, and it's very sad, rest in peace, Grand Wall, but it had nothing to do with the COVID vaccine or no sneaky little behind-the-scenes uh, death because of his standing up for gay rights. So, back off. Oh, and uh, the World Cup is uh, going to happen. I told you. It was probably, you know, I would make a bet that it was going to be France versus Argentina. And that's exactly what it is. So, this Sunday, the World Cup final will be played against France and Argentina. That's just huge. When you see the news of the one uh, Gary Linker, uh, L-I-N-E-K-E-R, commenting about how America is an extraordinarily racist country, uh, they're talking to him. He's over in Qatar, uh, and he has talked about how the World Cup and specifically guitars, you know, the corruption and all of that's going on. But he's being interviewed here on a show called The News Agents, which is tremendous. And I believe the lady that's he is uh, that's interviewing him is this uh, Emily Maitlis, M-A-I-T-L-I-S. Uh, she's one of the news agents and uh, it's part of the uh, global platform. They were over at the BBC for a long time. Anyway, uh, they're talking to uh, Gary about the World Cup. And in this interview, this Minute 40 interview, he mentions, we're off to America in four years. And of course, we can't just be off the hook. Okay, it can't be, man, we're glad to not have it in guitar. Well, we're going to be in the Americas. Nope, we can't do that. Last time you were on... um you hadn't gone out there. We were talking about your sense of Qatar hosting it and all the Qatar. things, all the qu- question, all Get the questions it, that were really uncomfortable surrounding okay. the Qatari bid and the way the stadiums were built and their attitude to LGBT yeah. rights. Hello. You've been out there a month. I'm wondering if you've sort of changed well, maybe change. or yeah, maybe. how you think it's no, gone. Um, well, it's just not about me. It's just um, we pointed facts out at the beginning of the time. Oh, okay. Facts remain. So, um, you know, lots of people were, were killed making, doing the yes, stadiums. Yes, they were. Yes, the stadiums are extraordinary. Uh, most beautiful ones probably I've ever seen. Um, but a great price. Um, so, you know, homophobia is an issue here. Um, women's <laughs> Dad. rights are a little bit of an issue here. Yeah. And um, for me, it was always really more about the corruption side of it because, oh. as I said previously, uh, there's pretty much every country, including our own, has got issues. And we're off to America in four years' time uh, with Canada and Mexico, but obviously America's an extraordinarily racist country. Obviously. So um, there's always issues, but it, it was more the fact that we've just pointed out a few facts and, and particularly the, uh, the aspect of it it been so corrupt that he said it was going to be in the summer and then it was in the winter. But Yeah, it's um, funny how that worked yeah. out. So I don't think anything's um, particularly changed. Did, no, did, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Don't even worry about it. Nothing has changed. Listen, everything is fine now. I'm still a little angry that, you know, they killed a bunch of people and used slave labor 
of, if essentially slave labor to build these beautiful stadiums. I'm still a little mad about that and the corruption behind having it in Qatar. Uh, you know, that was, that's still, that's still an issue, but, uh, Hey, we're off to the Americas. We're off to the Americas, uh, here and well, it should be every four years, but it's actually three and a half years or less because we had to move the timeline of having the world cup in Qatar because it was, uh, they didn't want to have it in the summer because it would be too damn hot. So they moved it to the winter, which then now keeps the world cup, uh, coming to the Americas in the next, uh, three and a half years. Anyway, whatever. Uh, I digress. Uh, so, uh, they're off to see off to America in four years time. And America is obviously an extraordinarily racist country. Is it? Is it though? Is it? I know our president is out and about apologizing more for our racist history. And I cannot tell you how angry that makes me because we are not even close to being the racist country that they are, that we're portrayed as. And it just, we've been over it before. Uh, we've been over it before, but I honestly, I honestly, in my heart, believed that when Barack Obama was elected president of the United States of America, that was our chance to lead the world and show that we can come together as a nation. And instead, he decided that it was better to just divide the country. And it worked, and it's continuing to work. And it's very, very sad. But as the sports analysis ex-footballer from the United Kingdom, uh, Gary Linker said, uh, you know, America is the extraordinarily racist country. Is it, Gary? Is it? So there's a couple of changes to some internet groups. Uh, YouTube is rolling out automated content moderation bots to issue warnings, 24-hour bans for negative behavior by users in video comments. So that's special. Uh, Apple may allow outside app stores in a major reversal, and we'll see if that actually happens. Uh, They're preparing to permit downloads of apps on its devices without going through the company's app store. Now, this is only going to happen in Europe, uh, where they guess have to comply with strict EU regulations. But I don't know that it's going to be applied anywhere or other jurisdictions. We shall see. Um, you know, th- there's plenty of other apps out there that would like to be uh, downloaded on Apple devices that don't want to pay the Apple fees that you have to pay by using the Apple app store. So see if that actually happens. Uh, Verizon wants you to uh, get a hold of their new Verizon Plus Play uh, account. Uh, they, they want it's a customer, it's a way for you to manage your streaming service subscriptions all in one place. Oh, so Amazon's Prime Video Channels and Roku is the latest evolution of the streaming world. So if you're a Verizon customer, you can subscribe to services. And I, I guess you have to be a Verizon customer to do this. Uh, you are, you're going to be able to subscribe to services like NFL Plus, HBO Max, Peloton, uh, Duolingo, and others through the Plus Play site. 
and have them rolled into their existing phone or internet bill. And so you get to subscribe to the service through the hub right now. Uh, you'll get a free year of Netflix, which is, uh, and it's a premium tier of nineteen ninety nine. Okay, so according to them, I mean, most people are struggling uh, multiple streaming subscriptions. 60% they said have they have at least four in a recent JD Power survey. How, streaming services, four. Oh, yeah, we got way more than four. Still, it's hard out there for streamers. As at last year, they spent exorbitant amounts of money on content to lure subscribers in. But with growth slowing this year, yeah, it's coming time that, uh, you know, people are going to uh, cut back because times are tough. So you're going to have to decide which streaming services are worth the money and which you're, what, which ones you use, right? What, what they're worth. And I would like to be able to pick and choose. Like if there's a show I would like to watch on a particular platform, instead of having to... Uh, you know, subscribe to the platform. I'd like to just be able to, you know, download the show. But uh, that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. And I see Elon got butt hurt again. Uh, he, uh, the guy that uh, Elon Jet, at Elon Jet, had 500,000 followers, uh, was created by college student Jack Sweeney. Uh, Musk said uh, not long ago, that he would not ban the account and as as evidence of his commitment to free speech. <laughs> uh, but that went away uh, because uh, he got butt hurt and he said uh, he is, uh, let's see, what was his actual tweet on Elon Jet? Any account doxing real-time location info of anyone will be suspended as it's a physical safety violation. This includes posting links to sites with real-time location info, posting locations someone traveled to on a slightly delayed basis isn't a safety problem, so it's okay. So, okay, Uh, he just stopped it uh he just banned it because he's being he claimed he's being stalked his son is being stalked and it's a security risk well welcome to the world elon i mean i know hey, look it's your deal it's your twitter that's fine you, you get butt hurt and want to cancel somebody you go ahead it's your deal but it seems to me that it's kind of hypocritical uh, from you to an oh, evidence of free speech, we gotta let that stand. Oh well, now he's attacking me, so I got mad and I'm gonna cancel him. Um, okay, sure. I mean, you could do that. It's just not a good look. Plus, uh, what if I tweet a picture of someone on the street somewhere? Uh, is that if I see a celebrity on the street, uh, we can't take a picture of that celebrity anymore and tweet it? I feel like uh, I feel like I should be able to do that. I feel like that's a real thing. So what's happening, uh, Elon? Expect that to uh, be commented on for a few days, and we'll see if Elon backtracks or not. I bet he doesn't though, because when Elon gets butt hurt, he stays butt hurt, and it's tough to break him. <laughs> you could you could quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> when Elon gets butt hurt. 
Uh, he usually stays butthurt, and it's tough to break him. Uh, I love getting your emails on chewing, at chewingthefat at theblaze.com. You can continue to send them to me like this one. Uh, this uh, was sent an email from John. It was a nice story, uplifting. This is the kind of email I like to receive. I thought you'd like to hear about the 110-year-old man who'd been smoking for 100 years. Big Tobacco uh, found out about him, they heard about him, and sent their top representative to bring him to New York and get him on the morning news shows. We found the old man one afternoon sitting on his front porch smoking a camel. He introduced himself and asked him if he'd seen television. He answered in the affirmative, in the affirmative so he asked him how he felt about New York City. He answered he would like to see the Big Apple someday. He then asked if he had ever been on a jetliner, and he answered, no, but I'd like to take a trip someday. The uh, rep said, I'll tell you what, we go to the airport and fly you to New York and put you up in a four-star hotel. I'll pick you up at 7 a.m. tomorrow and take you to the morning TV stations and let you tell your story to America. And he immediately said no. And the rep, disappointed and didn't know why, and he asked, but why? And the old man said, "Ah, wouldn't be right. I don't stop coughing till noon. (laughs) Obviously, that's a reference to my uh, wishing I was still smoking. So, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.